Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 74. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today, from Biz Empowered University, I have the lovely guest, Fatima Kareem. Welcome, Fatima. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for being here. Fatima is a small business consultant and EFT practitioner, and she teaches others about productivity. And there's so much more about what she does that I want you to hear straight from her mouth. So I'm going to turn it right over to you, Fatima. Can you give the listeners a background about what you do now and how you got to where you are now on your journey? Sure. I'm the founder of BU, and I teach entrepreneurs and small businesses how to stand out from the crowd and make their businesses known. And I'm also an EFT practitioner, and I use those skills to help them achieve clarity in terms of their branding and getting their vision across so that their message is more clear and resonates with their clients. And what I do as part of this is that we also have set up a scholarship program. So proceeds from the BU membership uh, Percentage goes to that scholarship program, and it focuses on helping underprivileged students in Africa and Bangladesh, you know, helps them with their funding for education and also buying school supplies as well. That is so phenomenal. I love that. Could you expand on EFT? I'm sure a lot of the listeners are familiar, but for those that aren't, can you explain EFT to them, please? Yes, EFT, it stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, and it's actually very similar to acupuncture. And, you know, instead of using those needles, you're tapping onto parts of your body where you have those energy channels. And let's say you, if it's something about productivity, something that's preventing you from starting your day, if something you're not looking forward to, then you could tap on different parts of your body and then, you know, just address it, address the negativity. And it's one of the tools that are out there. It's self-help tool and it could be used in any part, any situations to clear the negativity and focus on more about the positive aspect of our lives. So is there a certain part of your body that you would tap on if you are dealing with productivity or perhaps with a negative mindset to turn it around and become more positive? Yes. So you tap on top of your head, under your eyes, and these are called small recipes. And you'll tap on some of those areas and then you'll think about the scenario. And as a practitioner, I try to, I ask individuals that I work with, come up with the number and see where you are from 10 to 1 and see what level of intensity there is. And then we work on, you know, tapping on those areas and, you know, human beings, when you start facing the negativity that's around us and addressing that it's okay to have those emotions and feelings, a lot of clarity happens. And there is no side effects of doing EFT. So usually I tend to focus on the small recipe, which is tapping under your chin, under your nose and top of your head. So doing a couple of rounds. I have never really been able to get into it because I really didn't know the proper technique. So I'm definitely going to have to be researching it 
more. And I can get these from you after the show, but do you have some links or maybe videos of your own that we can share with the audience and we can put those in the show notes? Yes, definitely. I would love to share those. Oh, fabulous. So listeners, you can look in the show notes after you're done listening and and take a look. So when a client comes to you and they're really trying to become better about productivity and creating processes and becoming better about time management, what are the first things that you look at when you're trying to develop a plan for them? I tend to ask them what their end result is, what their goal is, and then work from there. And a lot of the times, what the things that are worried about or what they're, they think that they should be tackling are not the things that they want to do. So once we achieve that clarity of what the end goal is, we kind of work backward to see what we could do together today to achieve that goal. So kind of identifying our why first and then working towards that why. That is so huge. Developing the why is so important. So I would imagine that outsourcing becomes part of the whole strategy as well, because when they're not working on what they want to be working on, that's probably a big block in getting anything done. Yes. And I think a lot of times we want to be in control and we kind of want to do everything ourselves. But once we start creating process and being more cognizant about the time we're spending developing our business, developing things in our lives that are more important and not working in things that are not as effective and maybe someone else could do it better. Once we realize that difference, then it becomes so much easier to just delegate. Oh, it definitely does. I agree with that. What are the biggest tools and techniques that you see for improving your mindset? I think the biggest tools, I've talked about EFT, but another thing that I do heavily is that affirmation and, you know, focusing on things and positive things that I know that I'm capable of doing. Once we do that, have affirmations that we say to ourselves daily, you know, what we say to ourselves can become a reality. So if we are more in tune with the positive things and positive messages that we are sharing with ourselves then we could block out the negatives and focus on actually being more action-driven instead of dwelling on the negative things that are happening. Oh, absolutely. And what type of daily practice do you have in your own life to maintain a positive mindset? I do a lot of information. I do a lot of visuals. I do meditation and just taking some time to just reflect on life and do a lot of journaling as well. And then going back to my why so that I make sure that all my tasks that I'm doing is actually purpose driven and not just for the sake of doing it. So being more proactive instead of reactive approach in life. What is your why right now? My why is giving back. I have spent a lot of time learning. You know, I've spent a lot of time developing myself, but I feel like I focused on me, just growing myself, my career. And now I'm at a point where, you know, the Maslow's actualization model. So I feel like this is my time to just give back and empower others and a lot of people who might benefit from the knowledge that I have. So for me, it's that's what keeps me going and that's what motivates me. That's great. So what did your journey look like to here? What is your background? I actually, I have been in corporate world for a very long time, more than a decade. And my background was in software engineering. And I left because I felt that I wasn't connecting with individuals directly. And it took me a long time to realize that was what my strength is, being able to empathize with others and connect with them at a level that wasn't possible through writing codes and, you know, doing the things that I was doing. So I 
took that leap and I felt much happier because I believe that that's where I thrive the most. So being able to identify that was crucial for me. And then once I did that, I started looking for ways. I always enjoyed teaching. So my dad, he was also a teacher. So, you know, it's been always been a part of me. And I always looking for opportunity to just share my knowledge and serving others. It definitely is hard to connect through HTML and CSS and whatever other languages you're using (laughs) in software engineering. So what did taking the leap look like for you? Did you transition slowly or did you truly give your notice and stop your full-time job? I'm very analytical and what I've, I actually had everything mapped out. So I like to map things out ahead and I wanted to do this much later than I anticipated, but then I realized that I wasn't doing myself a disservice by being somewhere where my heart wasn't in there. So I kind of just decided to take the leap. (laughs) So it's something that went against my way of playing it safe and just making sure I stay within the process. So yeah, it was definitely a big leap. Do you have a mapping or a mapping software or app that you like to use? I use, there are a lot of free mind map tools that are out there, mind map, for example. I do those to kind of do things that are on my head. I like to put them down. And then after that, I just write down a whole, whole visuals of where I want to be, you know, different parts, like my five-year goal and then 10-year goal, things like that. So high-level goals of where I want to be. And I feel like having those goals are very important because once you know where you want to be in five years, you'll be more focused and you'll see opportunities that are just going to pop up and you'll realize, hey, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be. So I'm going to be taking advantage of this opportunity. So it's very important. But there are some times where you have to modify to you can make changes, which I did as part of living my nine to five. But it's just part of life, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I can't even imagine having a five-year goal right now Um, (laughs) just because I think that's mostly because I'm a mom of five and my oldest, who knows where he's going to be in five years. He just turned 14, so he could be off to college and or he could still be here and, you know, life could. (laughs) and, And then the littles will only be like eight and seven. So no, my numbers are off. Anyway, it's been a long day. I can't even remember how long my, or how old my kids are. <laughs> but actually, right before we hopped on, I mapped out next year. I don't want to date this episode, but now I'm just going to disclose since I said that I mapped out 2017. And having it on the whiteboard in front of me just feels so incredible knowing what my goals are for next year. So for your organization where you're helping with the scholarships, what does your plan look like for that for the next five years? Have you planned Have you mapped that out for the next five years? Yes. You know, I want to continuously grow and impact as many lives as possible as part of this. And my plan is to, you know, I'm visit these countries and visit the people that I'm helping. So that's also in the goal, you know, seeing the progress directly. I think there will be a very, very humbling, but also you'll allow me to connect more with the students there as well. And also just keep growing, keep willing, keep putting the words out so that more people are motivated to do something like this, where we're powered by something that's bigger than ourselves. I think that's the biggest motivation we could have when your purpose is more, much more bigger than something that about you. So I think I'll continuously focus on that and help this grow. I can't even tell you how positive or, well, yeah, how positive, but how impactful that whole comment was about how it is so much bigger than you, because it really is so much bigger than 
just how much money we are bringing in and putting into our banks every month and how big our house is, how expensive a car we drive. I totally agree. It's about how many people we can help. So I do have to ask, and normally I would save this until we're wrapping up an episode, but curiosity has me. If somebody wanted to help you right now and get involved in your organization, is that possible or is the only way that they can help by signing up for BU? Right now, what we are doing is that connecting BU with that organization, but they're what I'm doing is I'm partnering with other organizations that directly work with students in Africa and Bangladesh. So I could provide that information so that it's easier to make a direct donation instead of signing up for that membership. That's great. And we'll have a link for that, I'm sure, in the show notes as well. What does your daily routine look like? My average day works, you know, it involves connecting with my students and other business owners. And then I focus on giving direction to my staff. And then some part of it is focusing on planning out, you know, strategy and then um, working on contents. And then I always make sure I take out some time to learn and read and make sure that my day is all about empowering others. And at the end of the day, I want to look back and make sure that I've accomplished the things that I've wanted to do for the day. What are you reading right now? I'm reading the book called Magic of Thinking Big. And I think it's this is my go-to book. It's like a manual for me. I go back to this book, you know, over and over. And I feel like it's really powerful book. Oh, Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz? Yes. Oh, awesome. I have that on my, my list, but I haven't read it yet. What is another impactful book that you've read lately? I like the book by Pat Flynn about Will It Fly? I think a lot of times we have ideas where we are not sure if it's going to work. And he kind of breaks down the process of are things going to work and like going from asking questions to actually implementing an idea. And I think his process and methodologies are very important, you know, in any any projects that someone is planning on starting. I am so embarrassed to say I have not read that yet, but I actually, in one of my tabs on Chrome right now, I do have his website open because I was looking at his income reports trying to get inspired. <laughs> those so, are great motivator too. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I said those are great motivator too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So I have his income report and John Lee Dumas is open and I'm studying them thinking about, okay, what can I do? <laughs> uh, but no, I'm going to have to, I hadn't even added that to my wish list on Amazon yet. I'm going to have to add it for sure. What type of personal development have you done and who are some of the role models or mentors that you look to? I look up to Tony Robbins a lot. I feel that I could identify a lot of the things that, you know, the transition in his life. And I feel that growing up, a lot of the things, you know, the struggles and then finding out that there purpose that's bigger than ourselves. So I go back to his videos and his lessons from time to time. And I feel that there are a lot of things he has done. And it became his life's mission of teaching others and helping others, you know, being that coach that he is. And I think that that's one of the individuals that I really look up to. Absolutely. Have you been to one of his events yet? No, it's on my bucket list. Oh, mine too. Yeah, actually, my online business manager and I really want to go to Date with Destiny in oh, next yes. year. Yeah. And we also wanted to go to a Abraham Hicks event in 2017 as well. I am really excited about the idea of walking on fire. 
<laughs> or doing the fire walk that, yeah. I mean, you can't question that you can do anything when you've walked across fire. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. Did you see I Am Not Your Guru? Yes, I loved it. Oh, I loved it too. But his mouth did surprise me. <laughs> I, I had no idea. What does your team look like? Because you said you'll talk with your staff on a daily basis. So who is instrumental in your team in helping you achieve all of your goals? I think all of them and every one, every, each of my team members, they have their defined roles. And, you know, they have reached to a point where if I'm forgetting something, they're kind of keeping me accountable. So a lot of the times their role is reversed and they're asking me for things that I forgot to do. And it's just really great motivator for me to see that they have come to a level where they're actually taking the ownership of the business and they're more motivated to work, not because of working, but also being able to do things because they love doing it. And I think that's really, really amazing. And, you know, everybody knows their defined roles and they're always open to helping each other out. And I think that's great having a team like that. And, you know, you're able to do things that you never thought you're able to do because you have a great team behind you. Absolutely. How many people are on your team right now? Right now I have four and I'm thinking about adding one more team member. And are they staff or are they contractors? They're contractors. Right. What type of roles are they filling for you? I have one copywriter and two assistants right now. And I have one marketing expert who are often on basis, but you know, those are some of the individuals who are helping me. And then their expertise has been helping me a lot to just take risk and do some new things and take on new projects that I always dreamed of and didn't think that it was possible on my own. How long did it take for you to add your first team member into your company? I think I waited a long time only because I kind of wasn't sure if I would be able to delegate properly or I wasn't sure at what quality their work would be. But once I realized that, you know, as long as I have a good process and good instructions, as as long as I'm mentoring them, it shouldn't be an issue. And I slowly gave gave away my controls. And now, you know, they they could do something immediately. I could assign projects to them and they just take ownership of that task and things get done. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's got to be an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. If you could go back and do it again, then would you hire sooner? Yes, definitely. Do you have standard operating procedures? I do. Oh, that's fantastic. I can't even tell you how many clients I have that do not have standard <laughs> operating procedures. So if anybody leaves, it's oh, it's yeah. a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, listeners, when you're running your small business, have standard operating procedures for everything that you do. Even if it's just so your spouse can pick up and do something for you, it's definitely a lifesaver. For every guest, I ask you to fill out a questionnaire before you come on the show. And I really loved how you wrote in response why you would make a great guest that you said you have used the power of positivity to heal. You also said to leave your nine to five corporate job, which we have already talked about in the build the lifestyle that you always wanted. But I'd love to hear more about how you used positivity to heal. Positivity, you know, it's always been ingrained in my blood. And I tell people my blood type is be positive. So <laughs> it's like I have to be positive. But it's just part of who I am. And I feel that having that positivity 
mindset can go a long way. And focusing on what's positive, you know, sometimes when we're focusing too much on the negative, we forget that there are a lot of little things and amazing things that are happening around us. And once we start to pay attention to those, the negativity just evaporates. And I think I use the same concept, you know, whenever I had a roadblock or issues, I always focused on going back to that positive and chasing after that. And as a result, I was able to clear out the negativity in my life and it kept me motivated to do what I'm doing right now. And it keeps me motivated every day to focus on giving my best to whatever that I'm doing. Have you ever used your mindset to get rid of a headache or an ailment? Oh, yes. I do that a lot. You know, sometimes, you know, whenever I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling some kind of physical symptoms, I tell myself, you know, try to clear out that mindset and tell myself it's okay for me to take a break. It's okay for me to, you know, go slowly as long as I'm getting there. And once I'm acceptable to the fact that it's okay for me to slow down and take a break, things become so much easier. Oh, they absolutely do. What I do, like when I have a headache, I just tell myself that I feel great. And if it's still around, then I might take something like a couple of hours later. Mm-hmm. Usually when my husband hears me complain that I have a headache, I mean, that's when I know it's gone too far. But I'll just continually tell myself, I feel great. I feel great. I'm doing awesome. Yes. You know, and it usually goes away. And it's also helped a lot that I took caffeine out of my diet for the most part. So I don't even have the caffeine withdrawal headaches anymore, which those can be beasts on their own. I'm still trying to get at that level where I could just quit caffeine, but I haven't reached that yet. Oh, be careful. Make sure you don't have anything huge coming up that week because, I mean, it was migraine strength headaches. If you haven't dealt with caffeine withdrawal headaches like that before, I just want to forewarn you. It could be hard, but it definitely pays off. Are there any big shifts that you have taken in your business, in your mindset, in your productivity practices that have made a huge difference in your life? I mentioned that I'm very analytical and, you know, things have to be very practical for me. But initially when I started about business, I was focusing more about the numbers and how much revenue I was doing. But then I felt that it wasn't satisfying. Even if I reached that goal, I wasn't happy. But when I made it more about How many people am I impacting? How many people am I reaching with the services that I have? Once I, it became more about service and less about, you know, focusing on the money and the revenue, it became something bigger. And I think that was a huge mind shift for me. And it was huge in terms of being able to change my perspective to see what actually works. And I think that's important, especially in business, when you realize that there are things that you could do to actually make a lot of positive impacts with the work that you're doing. And once you start focusing on that, it becomes much more easier. Oh, absolutely. It definitely does. Fazima, I want to thank you so much for being here for this episode of Positive Productivity. It has been truly inspirational and I love what you are doing with BU and how you are giving back to not just your community, but also to the world. So I want to ask you to please share where people can find out about BU and also how they can get involved in your charity. And also, what is the name of it so that the audience remembers? Sure. It's called Light the Way Scholarship Program. And more information is actually available at www.bizempowereduniversity.com. 
And I talk a lot about the scholarship program there and they couldn't get involved there. And also I'll be sharing some of the direct ways, you know, if you don't want to be part of the membership program, then there are other ways to help those children as well. And I'll be sharing that information for you to put on the show note as well. Oh, fabulous. And just for one more minute, could you share some of the benefits and expectations that members of Biz Empowered University do receive when they join? Yes. The main focus of Biz Empowered University is having that connection because it, as individuals, we're very isolated, you know, as entrepreneurs and a lot of my clients who are solopreneurs. And it's a way of bringing people together and making learning more fun and more action driven so that they're able to do things that are in smaller chunks, but they're also able to connect with others and be accountable as part of this as well. And also the part just working with that program where you're feeling that every time you're investing in yourself, you're investing in somebody else's learning as well. And I think those are some of the key elements of BU. That's fabulous. I love that. And again, that's at bizempowereduniversity.com. Great. And that will be in the show notes. Well, thank you so much again for being here today. I love everything that you're doing and I'm so excited to see where everything goes for you and for the students that you're helping. That That's just so huge. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for being here for another episode of Positive Productivity. I want to ask you to please share this episode. I strongly believe that everything that Fatima is doing for Biz Empowered University and also for the students in Africa is just so tremendous and definitely is worthy of sharing. So please share on your social media. And if you enjoyed the episode, please head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and give it a positive review. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.